Welcome to Sales Cultures Redefined, where we transform people with purpose, income, and a better life. Here's your host, CEO of Sales Managed Solutions, Lance Cooper. Yesterday, I was tossing out years of work with developing sales and business processes and training for companies when I came across a set of 12 classical sales principles that I wrote to help salespeople and managers and leaders understand some important truths of their profession. And as I read through them, I understood once again why the past informs success in the future. You know, when we hear the words class or classical, many of us have different reactions. And these words can sound old and stuffy and without meaning in the present. You know, a set of thoughts of other days long ago. And as a result, we either appreciate or dismiss things like classical mythology, Aristotle, and other ancient Greek scholars, or classical ballet. We would rather see or hear hip-hop. The other day, a friend of mine said their teenage children loved the song and rap through musical Hamilton and knew all the songs by heart. So most negatives about classical thinking often centers around the thought that its ideas are removed from contemporary culture. We just need what's relevant to today's chat box and artificial intelligence and Tesla automobiles. Yet this thinking can cause us to have to relearn some important principles that have been known for thousands of years. For example, did you know that there are basic rhythms and rhymes and notes that undergrid all music and dance? Mathematical nuances that keep the composer, the performers, and the hearer present and able to hear without shrieking sounds that harm eardrums. And also, relationships between people and work and products and services, businesses and profit possess the same characteristics of those in the days of a king named Solomon. Solomon, thought by many to be the wisest and richest man in the world in his day, once completed a 14-year building project with thousands of workers at different positions, along with the cooperation and supply of timber and materials from other countries. The treaty principles and pay and worker treatment for large-scale construction projects can still be applied today. And even today, with all our technology and science, basic ways to treat people and build relationships exist and have existed for thousands of years. For example, people always like someone to listen to them, really listen to them. Last night, I sat beside a guy eating dinner, and while I did know him, I did know that he loves to talk, and there are times I just want to eat and have a light banner and leave the table. But I decided to listen to him, really listen to him, and occasionally paraphrase what I heard, but just really listen to him. Oh, and while I'm thinking about this, people today seldom ever experience someone who really listens to them. I mean, really listen to you. Think of this. What if someone really listened to me, to you? What if somebody really listened to a child, a son, a daughter? What if a man listened to his bride or a wife or husband? I mean, really listened to each other. What would happen? Well, back to my story of last night. Do you know what happened? This guy actually stood up to attend to the technical issues for an upcoming presentation after the meal, but he turned to me and thanked me for the conversation. 
the conversation. Can you believe it? Thanked me. You know, I know our relationship just strengthened itself. To be fully transparent, I do not do this well all the time, but I'm better than I was years ago. Dale Carnegie wrote one of the best books on relationships, How to Win Friends and Influence People. And I wish I'd been really ready to read that book earlier in my life, 30 million copies later, and these six classical principles are still true. One, don't criticize people. Two, appreciate what others do and tell them about it. Tell them what you appreciate. Three, help others find within them what they most want. Four, allow others to talk about what interests them and make them feel important. Number five, remember a person's name and use it when speaking to them. And number six, (laughs) relates to my story, be an excellent listener. Which brings us to one of the oldest professions in the world, sales. There are many principles in sales that have lasting value now and 2,000 years ago. They have withstood the test of time and remain unchanged and relevant. While a book or several pages of explanation and example could be written about each one, I'm going to simply read the 12 I spoke to you about at the beginning of this podcast. You may go back and reread them. They were written as a result of my mentors and the best salespeople I've had the privilege of working with over the years. I hope you find them helpful to inform you of the best way to approach this wonderful profession. Number one, when we adapt to customer values in the buying experience, we develop rapport. When we do not adapt to what the customers see, feel, and think is most important, how they like to communicate and make decisions, we do not develop rapport and the value to the customer decreases. They think less of the salesperson, the product, and the company. Number two, customer partnerships in selling means a win-win exchange of value occurs. If it is a win-lose exchange, relationships are in jeopardy because either the salesperson or the customer experiences unreasonable loss or gain. Number three, customers and others in authority are to be treated with respect for their position. If the person in authority puts you in probable conflict with a moral principle, the situation must be clearly and respectfully addressed at the time of conflict. Number four, a salesperson is a hard worker. A lazy worker loses a job and the income because people experience loss from their low productivity and effort in doing the difficult tasks required. Number five, new customers are consistently found and sold for healthy future production. When prospecting ceases, a salesperson's future production is at risk and they begin to wait and to be fed by others. New buyers are the next sales period's income. Number six, customer needs and problems are listened to and understood before advice is given. If this is not done, professionalism, customer trust and loyalty, efficiency, and referral strength are not 
good. Number seven, honesty in sales is saying the truth and doing what you say. It's following through, being responsible, and on time. If we do not follow through or say the truth, we are not credible. We are deceptive and manipulative whether we mean to be or not. Number eight, stable achievement is attained by working toward a goal. Plans may change, but those who sell in haste may fail to survive. Number nine, salespeople respect and learn about themselves, their limitations, and their abilities. With this respect and acceptance, they are courageous in their work. Without respect for limitations, one becomes impractical. And without respect for abilities, courage is lost. Number 10, salespeople are coachable and they spend their lives seeking to learn and improve. If they do not, they become ignorant in the future and unemployable. Number 11, salespeople see sales as an exchange of value. As a result, they gain confidence and meaning from knowing they help others with the products they sell. One becomes either hardened or tentative toward customers without this basic principle. And number 12, salespeople are persistent toward a purpose. They think about how they develop from their actions and reach future goals. Without clarity of purpose and vision, ambition is stale or anxious or non-existent. I hope these universal truths help you as much as they've helped me. These and other old and ancient guidelines continue to inform me of who I am and what I'm about and how I should go about living, loving, and selling. Start with the ones that will make the most difference for you where you are at this time in your life. And as always, I wish you success with how you produce, provide, and protect what matters most to those you love and serve. You have just listened to Sales Cultures Redefined. Subscribe to our podcast on iTunes or Google Play, and we'll see you at the next episode.